The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. According to Tom Smith of the University of Chicago, in his 2010 article, Trends in Well-Being, he wrote the following. He said, marital happiness in the United States actually marginally increased. Between 2000 and 2006, 62% said their marriages were very happy, while in 2010, 63% had very happy marriages. The 2010 level matched the long-term 1973 to 2010 average of 63%. Now that's nearly 40 years of the same 63% result for very happy marriages. That means that of the 50% of people who do not divorce, nearly two-thirds are very happy. Are you and your mate amongst these couples? If not, what is it that these people have that you don't have? And how can you develop the skills to make your marriage happier? Well, believe it or not, there are rules that ensure that your marriage will be happier. If we observe these rules with love and humility toward our partner, he or she will be happy and you too will receive the blessings that God intended for you. A successful marriage is not a matter of luck. It's a lifelong commitment between two mature and selfless people. It requires work, commitment and honesty to achieve marital happiness. There are rules that will ensure that your marriage will survive the storms of life. To help you find these rules, request your free copy of God's Plan for a Happy Marriage. We'll give you the number to call or you can order online. What most people do not understand is that the success of a marriage does not just benefit the couple only, but their children, grandchildren, parents, friends, and in fact, the whole society. A happy marriage is one of the greatest investments that you can make in your life. If you and your partner are prepared to follow seven basic rules, you can increase your chances of being happy in your marriage. Do you want to know what these rules are? Stay tuned. Are you married or thinking about getting married? If so, you can know the secrets of a happy marriage. Yes, it's possible to have confidence that your marriage will provide the joy that God intended between man and wife. Many people are afraid to get married nowadays because they know that more than half of all marriages end in divorce. You can greatly increase your chances of being in the 50% of those who stay married. So let's notice the first rule. Rule number one is build a God-centered marriage. Who created man and woman? Well, of course, God did. We read, 
So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. He also said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper compatible to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman. In verse 24, he tells us, A man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. The union of a man and a woman in holy matrimony is not just a contract or a partnership. It's a holy vow that is recorded in heaven. It's between the husband and wife and God. Sadly, too many people spend more time and energy choosing a house or a career than a marriage partner. When we include God in the marriage, we can have faith that he will give us the help when we need it. So, what is a godly marriage? It's a marriage where God is totally involved. It involves prayer and biblical understanding. It includes the man knowing just what his responsibilities are and the role that a wife can bring to the marriage so that her special talents can help the husband to be balanced and wise. Remember, it is not good that a man should be alone. So what then is the first rule? Build a God-centered marriage. Let's now consider the next rule for a happy marriage. Rule number two is commitment and trust. Have you honestly and sincerely made the commitment until death do us part? Or is it something like, till I've had enough and we part? If you grew up in a broken family, you know how hard it is to believe in such a commitment. In the book of Malachi, chapter 2, reading verses 13 through 16, you cover the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping and crying. So he does not regard the offering anymore. And yet you say, for what reason? Because the Lord has been witness between you and the wife of your youth, with whom you have dealt treacherously. Yet she is your companion and your wife by covenant. For the Lord God of Israel says that he hates divorce. Does your partner trust you? Do you trust him or her? Will they be responsible with the money? Do they know that you will be faithful and not commit adultery? And can you trust them? The way to be sure sounds simple. It's to have no secrets. When we're not open with one another, doubts and suspicions arise. But by disclosing what we do, where we go, and what we spend, our partner feels safe. And so do we. Now, it may sound old-fashioned, but it is the key to an open, honest marriage. Now, you may have heard of the Proverbs 31 wife, also known as the perfect wife. Well, no wife is perfect, just as no husband is perfect either. In fact, Solomon asks in verse 10 of Proverbs 31, 
Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. He then says, The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Wow, what a woman. <laughs> but what a man also. This couple respect and honor one another. They both trust each other. And if they make a mistake, they tell the other one. They say, sorry, forgive me. You know, that, that commitment and trust develops over time. But if you're thinking about becoming married, you can actually develop an honest and open relationship with the one you love now. Be frank. Be frank about how you feel. Ask them how they feel and be prepared to hear some things that you may not want to hear. <laughs> Broken trust is hard to restore, but with prayer and forgiveness, it can be. It's going to take evidence on the part of the one who was the offender to prove he or she is sorry and has changed. So once again, if God is involved and there is a real repentance, a broken marriage can be restored and actually made stronger. So to help you make your marriage happier and stronger, we've prepared this booklet titled God's Plan for Happy Marriage. It is a free publication in the interest of our viewers. We believe in lasting marriages that are fulfilling and rewarding for all. You can stop arguing, bickering, oh, and playing the blame game. You don't have to live in misery, and neither does your mate. You both deserve better, and you can achieve greater happiness when you apply these seven basic rules. So phone the number on the screen or go to tomorrowsworld.org and ask for God's plan for happy marriage. You can also tweet or go to YouTube. The next rule is the lubrication that makes a marriage run smoothly. What is that? Rule number three is heartfelt communication. Being able to talk intimately to one another is vital for a healthy marriage. When a couple first meet, there's so much to talk about. But after some time, they may drift apart and find different interests. Soon they're like ships in the night, living in the same house but become more like strangers. Misunderstandings lead to arguments, arguments lead to anger and finally separation. So what's the solution? Well, notice God's instruction in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. Do not let the sun go down upon your wrath. If you have something that is bugging you, be sure to get it off your chest as, just as soon as you can. Believe me, it works. Now, when we communicate, is it at 100 decibels with an accusative tone and with words like, you never really do this or do that? Really? Never? Well, maybe sometimes, but never? The key to heartfelt communication is being ready to see where we are personally at fault. Marriage problems are simply not always the fault of just one person. Yeah, maybe one may be more at fault than the other, but we all have to see where we contribute to the problems. 
Listen to some advice in our booklet on page 15. We read, The approach of praising and encouraging your mate is vital. Be sure your praise is sincere and usually specific. Try to keep your communication positive. For one partner to be constantly picking at or criticizing the other is not the kind of communication we're talking about. A good barometer for a man is this. If his wife is being critical and picky, it's an indication that he is not listening to her. When he takes her seriously and values her opinion, the nagging is likely to subside. Have you noticed that when you sit down and talk with someone about a problem, it may be because we got our wires crossed or we misunderstood what was said. So choose a quiet time to talk and more importantly, to listen. Before jumping to conclusions, ask your mate, what's the problem? And then really listen, not just hear, really listen. Put yourself in their shoes and see it from their point of view. You'll be surprised how you may have had the wrong idea and they will also see they misunderstood you. Together, you can solve the problem. So, once again, ask for your copy of God's Plan for Happy Marriage. This helpful booklet will give you seven simple but profound rules for a happy marriage. If you're serious about improving your marriage, you will want to have a copy of this booklet. Simply call now or request your copy by going to tomorrowsworld.org. For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. Or call this toll-free number, 1-800-493-5437. That number again is 1-800-493-5437. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Rule number four is marriage means giving. Do you like to have someone hold you and tell you that you are special? We all do. There's something right here in our very heart that yearns and aches to be loved by someone else. God gave us the gift of marriage for this reason. One book that is rarely read in churches is a love story in the Bible called The Song of Solomon. Hear what the husband says to his wife in chapter 4, verse 9. You have ravished my heart with one look of your eyes, with one link of your necklace. This is the first flush of romance that should later mature into an attitude of giving to one another. We have the power to make our mate happy or unhappy. We cannot get love from our partner but we can give love. Love is an outgoing concern for the other person. 
You want them to be happy and succeed. They want you to be happy too. We can't demand love from one another, but we can give it. And the way of giving is the secret to a happy marriage. A marriage is like a bank balance. It must be kept in the black. And when we make deposits of honesty, concern, patience and love, we build the balance up. When both do it, the balance multiplies with interest. And when the stress and sickness or financial worries of marriage appear, there's plenty of goodwill in the bank. If the balance is low, the marriage falters and can break. Changing our way of thinking from get to give is all about maturity. And that's why Paul told his fellow ministers in Acts chapter 20 and in verse 35, and remember the words of our Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Ask not, what can my spouse give to me, but rather, what can I give to him or her? You won't hear this advice from most magazines. They're going to advise us to get what we can. But that's not God's way of thinking. So start today to give. You'll be amazed by what you receive. Now I want to address one of the most destructive forces that can destroy a marriage. Do you know what it is? It's talking to others about your marital problems. Before you know it, your so-called friends will say, Oh, if I were you, I'd leave him. It was the best thing I ever did to leave my old man. Or it could be your drinking buddies who tell you it's time to divorce your wife. Let me tell you, talk is cheap. They don't have to live with the consequences of, a distraught, of distraught children, a fire sale of the house and alimony. So think long and hard before you go down the divorce path. If you're going to talk to someone, let it be someone who wants your marriage to succeed. So phone now or request online your copy of God's Plan for Happy Marriage. Rule number five is learn to forgive. Have you ever hurt your mate? Have you offended them or neglected them? More than likely, we're going to remember the times that they've done these things to us. Are you holding on to your old grievances? Do you have a scorecard for all the mistakes the other person has made where we tick them off? Well, if we do, I'll tell you who's going to hurt the most. You. You're going to hurt the most. It's a strange fact of life that those who harbor resentment hurt the most. The solution to this bitterness and deep-seated hurt is to forgive. How can I forgive them, you ask? By knowing yourself and your own faults. That's how you'll know. We all offend and hurt others because we're all human. The Apostle James tells us, Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. The King James Version puts it this way, Grudge not one against another. Are you holding grudges? Please, free yourself. Forgive your mate, and you will be forgiven. Admit that you too have hurt and offended your wife or husband. And remember what Jesus said, Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. James also gives us wise advice in chapter 3 and verses 13 to 17.
Now, I'm going to read these words slowly so you can reflect on the words and consider if they apply to you. Listen. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Do you remember when I said that so many other people depend on us succeeding in our marriages? Don't we owe it to them, and as I have shown you, as well as ourselves, that we need to change as much as our mate? Bad habits and patterns of behavior have to change. Remember, don't cross the line. <laughs> you can have your own copy of this vital booklet, and it is free. At Tomorrow's World, we do not charge anything for our literature. Phone now for your copy of our booklet for today, God's Plan for a Happy Marriage. Or you can contact us on tomorrowsworld.org and request it. Or you can go online, YouTube or Twitter, to request your copy. Why? Well, we believe that God's truth is priceless. Rather than placing a price on our literature, we've always let God take care of the money. And He always has. So call the number on your screen and we will send you your copy of God's Plan for Happy Marriage. Or go to www tomorrowsworld.org. You will find that the seven rules for a happier marriage are outlined there for you. Yes, your mate may wish to read the book too, but it's actually written for you to do your part. With God's blessing and His help, you can turn your marriage around, so call now. Rule number six is building your family kingdom. You know, one thing Europe is well known for is castles. If you've never traveled through the United Kingdom, Germany or France, you will have not seen just how many castles there are. And these castles were built to protect the residents from their enemies. Have you ever heard the old expression, a man's home is his castle? Not a bad concept in this day of moral attacks from evil men who would see your children destroyed. You know, bearing children is a great responsibility. Providing food and shelter is only the basic need that they have. But their spiritual and mental health is just as important. So don't let your children grow up without moral training. If you don't teach them right from wrong, I'm going to tell you someone else may well teach them that right is wrong. So there's one last vital rule for happier marriages which I will give at the end of the program. But here again is how you can receive your copy of God's Plan for Happy Marriage. For today's free informative offer, send your request to Tomorrow's World, 
P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. Or call this toll-free number, 1-800-493-5437. That number again is 1-800-493-5437. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back. Rule number seven is... Romance is vital. Did you once believe that Hollywood was supposed to follow those old fairy tale endings of they lived happily ever after? It always sounded so wonderful to me when I was a boy, but I came to realize that Hollywood just failed to make the grade. If it wasn't so sad, it would be laughable at how many of Tinseltown's marriages end up as disasters. It seems that many live in a world that is as unreal as the parts they play in the movies. But your marriage is real. Don't fall for the idea that you can only find happiness after five or six marriages. Now, maybe you have had more than one marriage. You're not alone. But remember, one of the keys to keeping your marriage alive and well, even if it is your second or third marriage, is to maintain the romance. So, let's see romance for what it is. It's to be found in rule number four, that marriage means giving. Being romantic means giving. For a husband, it means understanding how a woman's mind is different to his. Her emotional needs are not the same either, and romance involves satisfying her needs. An unexpected bunch of flowers, a peck on the cheek, a long silent hug, or an anniversary dinner, all qualify as romance. Intimacy and gentleness from a husband will melt a girl's heart. We men simply need to know that a happy, satisfied wife will not be a picky or nagging one. It's one reason why marriages implode. So let us give romance and affection to the lady we work so hard to win. Hold her tight and she will amaze you how much she will give in return. Men, it's up to us. So we've covered seven rules for a happier marriage. What are they again? Number one is build a God-centered marriage. Number two is commitment and trust. Number three is heartfelt communication. Number four is marriage means giving. Number five is learn to forgive. Number six is build your family kingdom. And number seven is romance is vital. After 50 years of experimenting with people's lives and marriages, many people see that the role models they followed were wrong. They want to have marriages like grandma and granddad. Do you want to go back to the old values that worked? So phone now or go to tomorrowsworld.org and ask for your free booklet, God's Plan for a Happy Marriage. And be sure to join Roderick Meredith or Richard Ames, as well as Wallace Smith and myself, at the same time next week at Tomorrow's World. 
To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.